0: Today's big question is, how closely are you watching your feet? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 67 today, and we're going to take a look at Proverbs four twenty-six and 27. We're going to read it, and then we're going to talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all of that, let's take a moment and pray. Father, I need your help today. I need your words. I need your thoughts. I need your guidance. My energy level is low. My heart is, I don't know, tired or unsettled or something. And I just need you and your spirit to take over this broadcast. I pray that you would give me the ability to teach and speak your words in power. Spirit, I want you to open this to our understanding, to mine as I teach And to all of those who are hearing, I pray that you would give us the lessons that each one of us needs to take from this particular set of scriptures. This time is yours. Do with it as you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Proverbs 4, 26 and 27 says, carefully consider the path for your feet and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. Overall, chapter four is a warning to follow righteousness and avoid wickedness. We're in the fifth conversation between a father and his son. And the big idea here is that wisdom is worth getting and keeping. The chapter is made up of three discussions on the value of wisdom. And right now we are at the very end of the third discussion. And it's called, this whole discussion, this section of scripture is called the straight path. That's a description of the way of wisdom. The straight path is walking through life according to the wisdom of God. And today we have the final instruction, the very last verses in this chapter for practically how we should be walking on that straight path. Monday, we talked about three body parts, the heart, the mouth, and the eyes. And today we have the fourth body part, our feet. The verse uses feet, To call attention to the path that we're traveling, that we're choosing, the reference to feet and paths and the instruction to stay on the level and smooth path is a repeated instruction to avoid evil. When we talk about a path or a road or the way, it's used metaphorically to refer to the journey of our lives, the way that we are traveling through life. It's the reason why my business is called Grace and the Gravel Road. It's a path, a journey that we take through life. Verse 26 tells us, carefully consider the path for your feet and all of your ways will be established. Now, the first instruction there, the first thing that we are supposed to do in this verse is carefully consider our path or other translations say it this way. They say, ponder it or think about it or watch your step. If we're thinking about the way that we're walking, if we're carefully considering it, we're being called to an intentional life. That is intentionality. We're told that we need to be mindful of the journey that we're on and be intentional about the steps that we're taking. If it's a good or right path, then the ESV says that your ways are sure. The New Living Translation says you will be safe. The message says the path will be smooth. And the CSB that I just read said your ways will be established. And the very last thing the dad tells his son in verse 27 is, don't turn to the right or to the left. But keep your feet away from evil. He gives two examples of ways that our journey will get messed up and derailed if you veer off the straight way, turning either to the right or to the left, and if you get tangled up with evil. So let's talk about not turning to the right or the left for a moment. If you are on the good path and you are walking it with intention and it's free of obstacles and it's safe. Stay there, he says. If you're on that right path, going in the right direction and your way is sure, stay put. Don't change anything. Think for a moment. Imagine that you're on a hiking path. The way is clear. It might not be a huge path, but it's clear. Stepping off that path is an intentional choice. It's easier to stay on the path. But what if you come across a very interesting looking side path? It's obviously traveled, doesn't look dangerous, and you can hear that there's sounds of water. Maybe a creek, or a river, or a waterfall. Would you explore it? In life, not in a normal hike, but in life, your goal is to stay on that main path. No matter how enticing that little side trip seems, don't take it. That kind of turning off the path is an obvious decision. But what if you're hiking and you come into a large clearing? It's a large meadow, it's pretty, it's open, but there's no clear pathway through it. You can see the opening in the tree line on the other side of the the clearing, And so you set off through the meadow aiming at that opening, but it's dusk and the light is failing or mist sets in. It becomes hard to see the target. How likely is it that you're going to shift a little bit to the left or to the right and miss your mark? Just a slight variation from straight can cause dramatically different results in the end. For example, if NASA sends a rocket to the moon and at launch it's only one degree off course, It doesn't seem like very much. After a mile, it's 92 feet off course. No big deal. But at that rate, it will never arrive at the moon. It'll be over 4,000 miles off course. Shifting off course, not turning to the right or left, and avoiding evil may not be as clear-cut as it sounds when you read that verse because evil doesn't wear a safety orange warning label. Here's a quote from a business article. This is not a faith-based article. David Ortega writes, small changes done here and now can make a big difference later. This means that when a business gives in to little temptations or makes a few unwise decisions now, it may mean really big trouble later. In other words, when you flirt with temptation, when you give in to small desires and make little unwise decisions, which may seem to be no big deal at the time, later becomes a big deal. I had a pastor once say that sheep don't intentionally look for trouble. They don't go out and decide to get lost. They nibble themselves lost. They're following the shepherd just fine, staying on the path, and then there's this yummy looking bunch of green grass right here on the side of the path, easily within reach. Wow, that looks really good. So they pause and they begin eating that clump of grass. And then they look up and they see that there's another really yummy looking clump of grass just beyond that, just one step away. So they step over that clump and eat the second one. And as they're nibbling that, they look up and there's another one, just one more step away. It's not far off the path. And they continue to do that. They take one step further and one step further, and pretty soon they have nibbled themselves lost. We're sheep. We need to think really carefully about where we're going all the time with every step. And we need to make sure that we are only following our shepherd. Let's ask ourselves some questions. Would you say that you are carefully considering or pondering or evaluating and praying about the path that you're on? Why or why not? Do you tend to be more tempted to leave the straight path due to an attractive side detour or by just unknowingly veering a little bit off course? What practical habits or actions or practices in your life would keep you from stepping to the right or to the left off the path? Today's big question was, how closely are you watching your feet? If you want a place to think about those answers and write them down, we send out on Sunday evening in an email, a set of free journal pages, and you are welcome to jump on that list to get that. If you go to getwisdom.link backslash email, you can hop on that list. We'll send that out to you. As for me, I'm thinking a lot about intentionality this morning, probably because on my list of to-dos for today, I have to write a teaching segment about it for the joy class that I'm working on. We're supposed to be watching our feet all the time. When we're walking around our house or in a familiar spot, we don't pay much attention to where we're stepping unless your house is a mess like mine. Then you have to watch it a little more carefully. The area is familiar, We know it, so we don't have to watch every step that we take. But I was hiking last weekend, and while it wasn't a challenging hike, there wasn't a drop-off or technical hiking or anything, there were a lot of roots, exposed roots and rocks on the path, and I had to watch where I was stepping. We don't live in a culture that values pondering or giving careful thought to our lives, to our steps. We're all about taking action and then taking more action. But this verse tells us we need to be thinking carefully about our path watching our feet. I need to be more intentional about all the choices I make in life, not just the big ones. We tend to think about the big ones, but I need to be intentional about how I'm making the small choices, how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending my money, how I speak to my family, how I interact on social media. What if your choices in all of those small moments were intentional, not knee-jerk reactions, but intentionally choosing to act in love throughout the day? I have a quote on my fridge from Annie Dillard that says, How we spend our days is how we spend our lives. It's pretty easy to step off the path and nibble ourselves lost if we are not intentionally keeping our eyes on the shepherd. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? This broadcast is brought to you by Grace on the Gravel Road, and it's our goal to lead you both in the truth and in the tools that will enable you to live out the life that God has for you. Before I go, I want to mention September 14th through 19th, next week, I'm doing a development run of a new program. If you feel distant from God, you feel like you're just surviving life, but not thriving, not living with joy, or feeling like you can't get that abundant life that Jesus has died to bring you, that it seems to be beyond your reach right now. There's a gap between what you believe and what you experience. This is about you. This is all about living in joy. In 30 days, this will be a DIY course, but next week I'm offering it as a founder's experience before I let it loose in the world as a course, and I want to invite you to do that with me. The experience will be totally different from a DIY course. There will be teaching and Q&A, and I will be coaching through it and giving you truth, tools, and Q&As, and a whole lot of fun. We're going to take a deep dive into what it means to be living with joy. If you're interested in joining me for this founder's experience, you can go to link backslash joy for all the details. Now, let's close in prayer. Lord, I need your wisdom to live my life well. I don't want it so that I can be successful. I want it so that I can know you better and love you better and love others better. I want it so that I can live a life that honors you, that glorifies you. So give me that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that transforms my life into looking more and more like Christ each day. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today. If you are watching this broadcast on Grace and the Gravel Roads Facebook page, I would love it if you would invite a friend to join us for the next time that we do this, which will be on Friday at 10 a.m. If you are a podcast listener, subscribe and share it with a friend. Until then, until Friday, I hope you guys have a fantastic day.